the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Well, well, well. It's a good day. It's an aggravating day. It's a good day. Of course we were right. Again. Right again. When have we been wrong? When have we been wrong? I spot these lying frauds thousands of miles away. Uh, I never expected a day to be quite as emotional for me as it has been. Uh, I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though. You guys may, like, individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with and... You know, you talk about the impact of that day. Shut up, punk. Oh, God. Lying punk. Like I called you. Like I'm dying to call you to your face, you rat piece of dung. Now go sit in the corner with the rest of the dummy scum. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. Wrong. With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks... And knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. No, no, no. He wasn't arguing it, schmuck, Schumer. He wasn't arguing it, you gargoyle-looking fraud with your daughters that work for big tech. He wasn't arguing it. He was proving it. Proving it. And then I want to focus just a little bit on why you're circling the wagons. You see, because what you don't want people to realize is what those people were there for in the first place. What sits in 1600 Pennsylvania is a usurper. We are the victims of a coup d'etat. The election was not legitimate. Joe Biden is not the legitimate president. The Democrats that won on that election are not legitimate. The whole damn government needs to be done over again because we the people deem it illegitimate and you know whose opinion matters mine and only mine and the 74 million trump voters who got scroogey and the 345 million who are suffering under the corruption the feudalism and the very dangerous administration of joe biden as we are on the precipice of world war three in 70 different directions but you see i know what this is all about Because what you're seeing economically would never have been allowed to happen under a president who had his faculties. Not a moron like you got now. Lion dog-faced pony soldier. The pony soldier speaks with a tongue of the snake that rattles. It is standing bear who speaks with a forked tongue. He was talking about Chuck Schumer there. 
And it was the only time in his entire presidency he was right. By diving deep into the waters of conspiracy and cherry picking. No, 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 not cherry picking. See, Chuck, you lied. You and Adam Kinzinger and the Viagra slayer Liz Cheney and all of you pathological fraud Democrats who are all multi, multi millionaires. And you were protecting your scam. That's what you were doing. The facts of his life matter, including how he died. To this day, media accounts describe Sicknick as someone who was, quote, slain on January 6th. The video we reviewed proves that is a lie. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. It was all a lie. The whole fracking thing was a production. And here's somebody who, like Nancy Pelosi's unattractive daughter, produces documentaries. His name is Ken Burns. DeSantis and others are doing limit our ability to understand who we are and are not inclusive. They're See, the trick of the Marxist. This is something that's well written in the Communist Manifesto and the letters between Karl Marx and his boyfriend, Ingalls. This is well-known strategy. You accuse your opponent of doing exactly what you do. And in case you haven't picked up on it, this is what this particular Democrat generation, this mafia of Marxists, this is what they've done since Barack. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Obama was a state senator in Illinois. This is how they get to the position they're in today. Power, control, and absolute bastardization of fact and truth exclusive they're they're narrowing the focus of what is and isn't american history it's terrifying it feels like a soviet system or ken that's because the soviet system was based on your same ideology you marxist fraud propagandist roach that's why it feels like that to you and you're almost there except you got a pesky little reality we now have the tapes jacob chansley became the face of january 6th a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. Oh, he should have shot a pregnant girl in Chicago. Not only might he have gotten away with it, but even if he got caught, he'd be out in two, right? In the meantime, let's rewrite history, Democrat style. You know, the way the Nazis would build a Potemkin village. Tucker Carlson's doing the same thing with the footage from uh, 1-6. It's just uh, a, a kind of rewriting of history at the most dangerous level. It's, it's, it's a huge threat to our republic. Like every good liar, your whole excuse is, what are you going to believe, your lying eyes? Yes, Ken Burns. Yes, Pelosi. Yes, Schmuck Schumer. I believe my eyes. First of all, I always knew what the truth was. You needed to get this dimwit in office. You needed him in a big way. I'd like to ask you real quick, sir, where, where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars so The number was what you had a problem The number I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact... Because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal. By the way, the last administration is the Trump administration. Say his name. Why don't they want to say his name? 
And that's what you should remember when referring to this dimwit child in diapers who's hidden by the propagandists, the Politburo, who's hidden by the apparatchiks of communism and Marxism and collectivism. There's a reason he's hidden, because he doesn't tweet the way he releases them. They do. It's the party of collectivists who's profiteering and lying to your face while they do it. Well, let's be very clear. Let me take on the drug part here, because since you brought this up, um, because of the work that this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows, historic levels. Uh, Listen, dimwit, I know you're from France. I know you're, you lived in Queens. I know you're a lifelong communist Democrat scourge. But even your people don't believe you anymore. And in there lies the truth. In there lies the benefit. What we need to do now is very simple. You can do it right now in your car. Denounce your consent to recognize the Biden administration as legitimate. That's what holds this all together. That's why they're in panic mode. Because they don't want you to pan back. Wait a minute. Why would they lie so brilliantly? Why would they go to such extremes? extremes? Why? Because they know. Those people who were protesting understood that Joe Biden was not elected by the people. He is not legitimate. Joe Biden is a fraud, and he must be treated as such from this point forward. Last night, Tucker Carlson cherry-picked video surveillance from the January 6th insurrection, severely downplaying the events of that day. Now, I can't help but notice your stupid New York slang. I can't help but notice the way in which you're phrasing the question. See, what was cherry-picked, stupid. What was cherry-picked was what we were told. What was cherry-picked was the so-called commission. What is legitimate is the party you run cover for and you propagandize. And you are a part of the Politburo. What's illegitimate is the entire American Democrat mafia. And it needs to resign, be removed, stripped of powers before we continue to fund other criminals throughout the world. He said the mob was orderly and meek and that they were tourists instead of insurrectionists. What's your he said for the most part. And what you're not thinking about, child, stupid, is how many FBI assets, how many CIA assets, how many Ray Epps were in the halls prior to the so-called breach? How many of them were involved? response to Carlson and to Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who granted him access to that video. Um, anybody who watched that video would strongly degree, disagree. Anybody who watched that video. Hey, dimwit. Hey, dimwit. Affirmative uh, action no. moron. Affirmative action dimwit. I'm anybody, and I completely disagree with you. There are millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions that know what you are illegitimate uh, in a with their own eyes in a real way and saw what happened on that day would would disagree with what was just stated um, the president has been very clear January 6 was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War now just to put a cherry on just how stupid you are how corrupt you are do you have any any kind of concept of actual history, moron? Do you even know the history in the Capitol? 
In Washington, D.C., ruthless, fanatic violence erupted in the halls of Congress. Three men and a woman, believed to be members of the Puerto Rican nationalist gang, that in November 1950 attempted the assassination of President Truman, opened fire from the visitor's gallery of the House of Representatives. Hey, Keonja, Pierre, you frackin' freak with your stupid hairdo. They opened fire in the Capitol, you moron. Five congressmen were hit. Ben F. Jensen of Iowa, Clifford Davis of Tennessee, Kenneth Roberts of Alabama, George H. Fallon of Maryland, and Albert Bentley of Michigan, who was seriously injured. Do you know what that wasn't called, Squirrel? It wasn't called an insurrection. And do you know what that group became? The exact same Puerto Rican terrorist group that Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie, freed their existing living scum terrorist Marxist members. And the reason he freed them is because he subscribes to the same ideology of those scum that committed the true heinous act in the Capitol and still were never attacked the way the American Republican was by the Democrat Mafia by the Fraud Bureau of Investigation, by the CIA, all of which are raking it in now, and none of which want to investigate any of the streams of money to the Democrat Mafia. Merely a coincidence, huh? Stupid sideshow, Bob. And we should be focused on making sure that never happens again. And so we are certainly... Uh... What we should be focused never happens again is that our elections are never stolen again. And there will never be an election that is viewed legitimate by the American people again until measures are put in so your ballot-harvesting Marxist army cannot steal another election from your Democrat sewers scattered throughout the land, all the hellholes where people are constantly being assaulted and murdered. News tonight, a major development in the last hour or so from today's fatal shooting of a 21-year-old woman on the northwest side. Ah, that's just called Monday, honey. In the once great city, now Democrat joke, Chicago. And by the way, times it by everywhere you rat Democrats rule. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I want you to think about exactly what Jerome Powell is doing. None of this would have happened under Donald Trump. What Jerome Powell is doing as he's acting as he helps you is making the Federal Reserve more money, guaranteeing more profit to the political whores who have sold you out and lied to you. What is their response? Do you think there's a Republican that's fighting for you? They're all like Adam Kinzinger, the coward, lying scum that he is. And they're led. And taught by the most effeminate, old lady-faced rat of them all. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol. Are you saying that because of the people in Kentucky or because of your Chinese communist billionaire father-in-law? You know the one that you've made... Five times wealthier than before you married Mata Hari. I'm sure she loves you because of your jawline, right, man? And your man's shoulders? Because I'm sure you're a tiger in the sack, right, Mitch? You fraud. Something tells me you're on all fours with a red ball in your mouth. Uh, 
Jim in his car. Jim? I think I scared Hey, how you doing, Sean? Oh, First time caller. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Listen, um, you know, I denounced the federal government on January 1st. I went to my, uh, what do you call them? I went to the person that does my payroll, and I told her to put me down for eight dependents. So now my federal withholding is zero. <laughs> Jim, you were going to get audited anyway. At least you did it with style. Now what you need to do is right. get a couple of kids that, are, you know, adopt them, tell them they got hair lips. None of them are li- illegal or, or none of them are legal. They're all illegals, and you're letting them reside in your house. And you may. Get ninety five hundred in a child tax credit. You may yeah. make money on this deal. You got to start thinking big, kid. I like it, Jim. In the meantime, thank you That's for exactly taking... what I was thinking. And yes, they're easy to find. Thank you for uh, taking the time to call me. I appreciate Ta-da! it. Ta da, Larry and Bartlett. Hey, good afternoon, Sean. How you doing, sir? Hey, very good. Uh, I've been I've, I've been following you a long time, and I've been agreeing with you all the time, particularly when you're trying to get Amy to think straight. But I think you may have made a little mistake. That's all right. Give, um, it, to me. Give it to me. The uh, the FALN guys that were pardoned, they were, I believe they were pardoned by President Clinton when Hillary was running for the Senate position in the state of New York. Well, he wasn't the president yeah. when she was the senator or when she was running. Oh, no, no. No, no, yeah, I'm, no. Uh, Clinton, I'm yeah, Clinton was 50% sure it was Obama. But here's what I'll do, Larry, because I love a good wager. I like to bet, 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 bet. I will bet you one cigar, and you will pay me or I will pay you. We're going to put you on hold. We're going to have the lovely okay. honey bunny take your information, and I pay up when I lose, but I don't know if I'm wrong. George in Naperville. Sean, they erase our glorious history every day, and they elevate January 6th. So their dunces could live in real time with their ongoing lies. Why don't they talk about November 1950? When five communist Marxists, Puerto Rican terrorists, went into the Capitol and shot five congressmen. And nobody, it's the most, it's the most violent day since the Civil War. See, the problem is we're dealing with pathological lying whores who don't want their idiots that still vote for them, that are not in the money flow mafia, to understand how stupid they are, so they continue to lie it with them to them with confidence. They're wrong on every fracking thing they say, on every policy. Yet when we know that there's not 81 million people, even in this moron climate, where all these people are still coming out and they're taught in CPS by these fat union teachers, there's still not enough 81 million. 16 million more than Obama. He was not elected. What's that? He blew the whole thing. He's yelling at the conductor. Pay your ticket, George. Robert, Michigan City, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Um, I'm glad Tucker's coming out with everything we already know that's obvious. Um, but here's the real question. If the, if the intel agencies are willing to work alongside Antifa, and what's more important, what I hope Tucker points out is, there were Ukrainian nationalists partaking in January 6th. The very TV production company that Zelensky, the actor, works for was present there, ironically getting the best shots of people 
people busting windows and putting on Ukrainian television that it was Russians, Russians helping MAGA. And the question is, if they would be willing to do that to create January 6th for this giant political moment, would they be willing to stage a false flag to suck us into war? with, Or will they just DM Zelensky because his popularity is really dropping? Robert, how many wars do you think this government staged a coup on? We've been involved oh, in coups through South and Central America, like, yes. the Middle East. We This is what we do. This is the first time we did it here on our own shores. And it's the same but players. they did this to get rid of Trump. Would Absolutely. they do this again to get rid of Trump? Absolutely. Work until- the Intel, Antifa, and Ukrainian neo-Nazi nationalists in tandem coordinating against the American people to remove a populist president? Heck yeah, they'd and they'd get war with it, war profiteering. We're in big trouble, America. We Absolutely. Better- Absolutely, Robert. And what's at stake? Everything. Every fracking dollar on the planet is at stake. All power, all control. We're now European serfs. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Joe Biden is not only an asset of enemies foreign and domestic, he's illegitimate. He was not elected by 81 million people, and you are entitled to your opinion. January 6th was a PSYOP, much like COVID and the rest of it. And as for, I'm watching on uh, MSNBC and on CNN, they parade out the never-Trumpers who are supposed to be the Republican intelligentsia. You're scum, too. And you were in on it. Just like Mitch McConnell. The only difference is you weren't smart enough to marry a communist Chinese asset. At least Mitch gets to be a Billionaire, you do it because you're an elitist Fabian scum. Now go sit in the corner with the dunce Democrats. Sit in the corner because I know what's at stake. Everything, every dollar, every policy. So cheer as your government gets bigger and you get weaker because you're still so smart. You're the low life scum. You're worse than an opponent. You are traitors. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree, artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, but also the metaverse, new space technologies, and I could go on and on, synthetic biology. See, all of that is in the back burner, was on the back burner when Trump was in office. He was recognized as what he is. Not only the son of a Nazi Third Reich member, but the head of the Fourth Reich. And that is supported by the American Democrat scourge, who lie every time they open their mouth, no matter who they are. When did you first find out about these documents? Were you surprised? Probably when the rest of America did. Uh, I was really surprised. Um, We had no idea. Hey, Jill. Hey, Jill. Tramp. When you left your first husband for the guy you were having an affair with that some call president. Hey, Tramp. You didn't know? Then how do you do you know how you have three mansions? How do you do that on 175 large a year? How in the world are you worth tens of millions of dollars? Huh, Tramp? Do you know that? Now only Democrats believe this idiot. And um, so I think we found out when everybody else did. Ooh. Where in the house? You should have said, 
You were busy waiting for Joe's Viagra drip to kick in. You should have said you were changing his diaper. You should have said you were cleaning up Hunter's crack pipe. You should have said you were doing the books for Biden Crime Family, Inc. You should have said anything other than, I just didn't know. Were they, were they in a secure location? Did people have access to them? Well, I think they were at the Biden Penn Center. And there were some at your home. Why would the Biden Penn Center pay your dementia-ridden husband in diapers? Why would they pay him 900000 a year? And did he pay taxes on that? Or did you help him divert the taxes like you did for his phony book that the Democrat institutions bought that made you $13 million? How did you work that out, huh? Tramp? In, uh-huh. in Wilmington as well. Yeah, and I think those were in the garage. And believe me, Arlette, I, I am not. You know, I, oh. mean, I mean, I don't have time to go through, you know, the boxes in the garage. Why were you busy? What were you doing, Tramp? What were you doing? You're not the first lady. You're a cohort of corruption. That's what you are. And I see you a million miles away, too, dummy. Now, your husband is 80 years old. Mm-hmm. If he wins a second term, he would be 82 at inauguration. What do you say to those people who say maybe he's too old to be president? Are those fair questions and conversations to be having? I say, look at what he's done. We are looking at him, you stupid idiot. He can't even walk upstairs. There's not a, co- a company in the country that would give this idiot a job or you. Not at one with standards. Of course, you get one of those ghost jobs like Michelle Obama had. She was great. Bring her back. Patrick and Lyle. Hey, Sean. Uh, first time caller. I just wanted to bring up, uh, you know, today isn't too bad of a day because not only uh, you brought up how much of a liar they are with the January 6th stuff going on, but uh, the Biden administration, they're now going to be holding families at the border again. And um, they're supporting banning TikTok again. So it's kind of ridiculous, the hypocrisy that's going Patrick, on. Patrick, one thing about a liar, Patrick, and I, I, I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you're an older man or a young man. 24. But, oh, you're a young man. I want you to pay attention. Once somebody lies to you, you don't ever give them credibility. Never a word that comes out of their mouth means anything. Because it's like a murder. The first one's the hardest. So if they're willing to lie to you about anything, they'll never tell you the truth about anything. Remember that, Patrick. And when you are dealing in an American political climate, these aren't representatives. These are venture capitalists with somebody else's money. They're all whores. And and the funny part is you're going to learn the Democrats are the cheapest. Like, for instance, you're in Lyle. You could probably buy a Democrat politician for $500. You could have him eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad in 20 minutes. They're cheap whores. The only, the, only the national ones. Those are, that's when it gets expensive. But make no mistake of it, they're all traitors. Thank you very much, Patrick. Stay away from Democrats. Go far away. And stay away from never-Trumpers. They pretend to be better, but they're just as bad. I'll argue Trump policies with anybody. But one thing that you can never never accused Trump of, fueling the world government, fueling the idea that the Fourth Reich should be in charge of American policies. This is why they had to get him out of the way. This. And what we're experiencing on a level of victimization, where we are in more trouble, in more danger than ever before, would have never happened. Would have never happened. Carlos Hoffman Estates. Listen, Shawnee, I was watching. I was watching Chuck Schumer at lunchtime. Almost choked on my sandwich. You can't sandwich when he accused. Never uh, eat. Never eat when you're watching him do anything or Kamala Harris do anything. Go ahead. 
when he accused Tucker of uh, cherry-picking footage. That footage was never to be shown to us in the first place. They scrubbed that footage from Facebook, Twitter, well, before Elon bought it. And uh, it's just the, hip- the hypocrisy. With Think the, about what they did accused- to Julian Assange. Julian Assange provided a platform for whistleblowers to put up evidence that the government was working against the interest of the people. And he's tucked away for eternity. And if he ever gets out, there's a very good chance the American government will kill him. So th- what, th- what they, over and over again, the mantra is, you're too stupid to see anything. You'll just believe the people who've right. lied to you their entire political life. And that's going to be how we operate on knowledge. And then, if it comes too, too close, the election, they're just going to tell you who won. And they're not going to prove a damn thing. Did they prove Joe Biden won? In any case, did they audit the ballots? Did anybody audit and nope. validate the ballot? No. Once again, we have to turn to the Democrat scourge. That's how it works. In all these little areas, it's all like these Democrat hellholes. And you listen to professional liars whose entire economic life is provided to them by government. And they tell you who won? That's how you know this is a banana republic. We're no better than any of these third world hellholes. We just have more money because we're built on the shoulders of people with character. We no longer as a nation have character. Only a few of us do, individuals. Thank you, Carlos. I mean, everybody knew what this was. Everybody. But now how do they treat you? They cheat you because they have contempt for you. This is something I've known for decades. Democrats have contempt for anybody. And the Republican Fabian, who is now called the Never Trumper, they're the worst of the bunch. They're no better than Kamala Harris. But she, every once in a while, is still stupid enough to let you know exactly what she thinks of you. In fact, I'm going to share with you a very simple story, which is that I went home one day and I said, well, what's why are conservatives bad, mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve. (laughs) I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but one thing conservatives never do is what your mommy used to do, and that is to fluff and lick a Marxist. Your mommy did that. Conservative women don't do that. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Merrick Garland, did he destroy all the evidence that links the Democrat mafia to the Ukrainian oligarch mafia? Ihor Kolomoisky? And Zelensky talks like this. Did he find out where my 30 fracking million is? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. 30 million in cash. Why are we the only ones that give the big money? To the Ukraine. None of this would have happened. We wouldn't be on the precipice of World War III. And by the way, the allegations by Vladimir Putin, they look like they were right. Oh, and they've looked like they were right for a long time. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. And now why would we give 55 billion to Africa? The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. And I remember, he's no longer the president of Zimbabwe, but his name was Mugambi. I remember what he said. If dogs 
and pigs know their mates? Can human beings remain human beings if they do worse than pigs? There will never be a regime change here. There will always be the people of Zimbabwe in control. The Western countries, in particular the United States and the European Union, who imposed illegal sanctions against Zimbabwe, have to our surprise and that of Sadiq and the rest of Africa. See, because we've been staging coups all through Africa. That's why all your boys are there fighting. Not for freedom or liberty. And I remember how we were told how they staged the coups. We, we will bring an end to it. But, do, but how, will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will uh, blow I it promise up. You we'll be able to do it. You blew up Nord Stream too. This is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from uh, Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial designs. Uh, that's very significant, and, and that offers tremendous um, strategic opportunity for, um, for the years to come. But meanwhile, we're determined to do everything we possibly can uh, to make sure that the consequences of all of this are not borne by citizens in our countries or, for that matter, around the world. I don't know that I agree with you, to be, to be uh, fair, with all due respect. Uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'etat, yeah. not here, but, you know, other places, uh, it takes a lot of work. Bolton was a never-Trumper. I wonder if he helped plan a coup d'etat right here in America. I wonder if he worked with the never-Trumper Democrats, the, the weekend of the Democrat mafia. I think he did. I smell a rat. Vladimir, North Lawndale. Hey, Sean, how are you? So I, I'm, I'm listening to your show. I haven't listened in a while, but uh, do you, have you ever read the book uh, Mafia Democracy by Michael Francis? Love it. Of course. So he, he, it's interesting that how he talks about the similarities of like the mafia and how the U.S. government essentially acts exactly like him. And so, yes. I mean, the guy has, the guy has insider information. I mean, he was a, he was a captain in the Colombo crime family and, you know, now he's a That's born again the, Christian. So yeah, well, the, the New York mafia is the apprenticeship for government mafia, but what he, what he does in there, I'm very aware of Michael Franchise. And it's interesting when you look at how he made all of his money and how he became very popular is that he found a way to divert gas taxes in one small area. One small little area. I think it was like seven gas stations. And you realize all he was doing was grabbing the taxes that would have gone to the government. And you realize he was making $11 million a day from gas taxes. Yeah. Now think about every area in the country. Just for a minute. Think about every area in the country. And think about all of the money that's made by governments, layers of governments. And how the oil companies, who are bastardized and demonized, make the very smallest percentage. But the government runs on the taxes of our of our commerce. And that gives you an idea of how much money is at stake and why they cannot risk an honest man being in a position of power and why they will cheat exactly. with good conscience and lie to us people. 
because they are the real mafia, not Michael Franchese. He's just a tough guy who wanted to make his own money. Thank you very much, Vladimir. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Uh, how much time I got, Squirrel? Give me. Rich, Indian Head Park, you got 20 seconds, babe. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, what I wanted to say is uh, the reason why they're so upset that Tucker Carlson uh, uh, showed those videos is because he exposed them. Exactly. He exposed them for yes. not showing uh, the yeah. American people the whole story. Yes. On January it's like, 6th. It's like showing up at a wedding with the groom's girlfriend. Thank you very much. That's exactly what happened. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned, and now. With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. For years, you've been told that your ability to adapt is a good thing. I believe the Marine Corps motto is adapt and overcome. I have the view that adapting to bad things is the worst human quality we have. See, we're adapting to a terrible, terrible centralized collectivist government controlling our economy. There's a reason this country was the youngest and the richest, because the government was emaciated, didn't have this centralized power. So what does it look like for us in the real world, us that are not welfare roaches, be it corporate or direct? I don't know. When Jerome Powell talks after we have a $32 trillion debt and guarantees your life is going to be harder while their revenue is greater, I tend to think the whole damn thing is a scheme. But I want to be uh, sure about it. So I talk to people whose opinion I respect. My next guest is one of those people. You can read him in the Wall Street Journal. He's been quoted by Bloomberg, Reuters, CNBC. Aside from that, he was a trader for 20 years and an analyst of all kinds of numbers and securities. He's smarter than I am when it comes to the economy, and I respect his opinion tremendously. Peter Earl, how are you? Sean, how you doing? Great to be back. It's nice to have you back. But when I see this, who I think is a fraud, front-running, buffoon, guarantee that my people are going to pay more for debt, businesses will pay more for debt. When I see factoring come back into, into business, when I see receivable sales go through the roof and IPOs go in the toilet... And he guarantees that he's gonna. The Federal Reserve is gonna make more money than it ever made in its life. What am I to think of business in the future? <laughs> well, we're right now paying for the consequences of what was, uh, in retrospect, an incredibly, indeed, a ridiculously uh, expansionary monetary policy and fiscal policy in the early part of the pandemic. Uh, you know, I, I think we knew at the time that we would eventually pay the price, but I don't think. Uh, anybody knew, I don't think anybody or very few of us suspected that uh, it would take this long to play out and that uh, we would have these second and third and fourth order unintended consequences from them. Now, the, the underbelly, I mean, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds and talk about the repo market or anything, but the underbelly of what we've been, <laughs> what we've been really doing is imitating demand for bonds. Arbitrarily raising those rates... Doesn't that, who does that pay off? Who makes that money? Because we've been buying it with future debt. I, I, I find this to be 
an old-fashioned Vegas skim. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, the Fed only controls, you know, the very short part of the curve. But, by, of course, by changing things in the short part of the curve, they influence the shape of the curve. And if you look at the shape of the curve right now, it's the weirdest thing I've seen in, you know, not just 20 years of trading, but 28 years of following these things. And, uh, I mean... Basically, what's happening right now is the Fed is trying to siphon money out of the economy by running off the balance sheet and by, by raising interest rates. But, you know, if you want to, to wonder who benefits, I mean, ultimately, I would guess that, uh, you know, politicians can jawbone off of this. There's different things to be offered by different parties. And, uh, I mean, to some extent, as long as they don't have maturity mismatches, it's good for lenders. It's good for firms that uh, are lending at a certain rate. But, I mean, you know, once once default kicks in and once uh, insolvencies kick in, they get hurt too. So, you know, it's it, it's hard to pick winners other than people who have power, uh, that sort of thing. I mean, I would say um, it's a terrible who, who, it, it's a terrible state of affairs because you've you've lured yeah. people into borrowing money. You've lured them into I'm mean, the, the the credit balances of the American people. It's it's record setting. And you're yep. fluctuating their interest to where it's now commonplace. If you if you have good credit, you pay twenty four percent. You're going to bankrupt a bunch of people. Have they given this any thought? And at the same time, the government makes welfare benefits if you fill out the paperwork correctly better than if you worked. So doesn't that have to collide sooner or later? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, reality is already colliding in slow motion. But what's happening is, you know, we still have enough, uh, we still have enough dry, dry powder, if you will, to uh, to push it off and to kick it down the road. But I mean, eventually these things, these realities become, you know, uh, unavoidable. I mean, you know, we have people right now who are who are who are leaving COVID benefits, who are saying, you know, essentially, I don't know how to take care of myself, or I've forgotten how, or I'm no longer qualified for my job. A lot of people, I mean, something like 1.5 trillion, 1.7 trillion dollars of pandemic benefits is still sitting in bank accounts. But we still just hit a record in credit card debt, over one trillion dollars. I think nine hundred eighty billion. I mean, all of these things are coming together. And uh, again, it's uh, you know the, the the overused analogy is the uh, is the uh, um, the conveyor belt or, or the um, the treadmill that just keeps on going faster and faster. And uh, eventually, you're going to lose your balance. I've never seen a politician ever articulate any payment. Outside of interest only, which is, you know, every bust out in the world pays interest only. But our nation only pays interest only. There's not even talk about paying down debt. When you hear the swindle of this particular administration, this, these buffoons, they talk about uh, deficit reduction. And they're making it up. It's on account. You know, it's, it's magic, man. Do you think that yeah, the country I mean, is ready for a, a, a politician to say, hey, it's time to start paying down the, the, the nut here. It's time to start making payments on this thing. That's never going to happen. And by the way, about deficit reduction, all the claims that were made about deficit reduction during the State of the Union address, all of that was simply, uh, it, it was a lie that was meant to cover for pandemic benefits expiring. So there's no deficit reduction. But I mean, I think I think, you know, the, this the, this situation is built in a certain way that it can be pushed down the road and kicked down the road and ignored for a while. But eventually, you know, I think we, we, we we've spoken about this before. I mean, eventually it becomes a question of our creditors either saying, you know, either I want my money back or us or our choosing to default or do a selective default. And then we have a whole bunch of other issues, which means we have to immediately live within our our boundaries. I personally think it would be better to face that voluntarily than have it pushed upon us one day unprepared it's amazing the 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 acceptability of this 
charade that the American people have. And it's also shocking how the information of the global climate is redacted from American media. The reality is all of these countries that we are having military conflict with, two or one of them, are countries that questioned our finances, are are, are countries that questioned their being forced to partake in the charade that is the money printing system of America. I mean, I don't think the American people would want that. I don't think the American people would want to see their kids and their nephews and all the rest of it, and anybody, be sent to protect this scam. Do you think that that will come out in the tr- as the truth? Do you think there's somebody bold enough to speak the truth on that? Uh, nobody, nobody who could do anything about it. At AIR, all of us say that regularly, but I mean, we're not exactly in a position to change yeah. legislature and all that. And I mean, I, I need to say, you know, I think one of the issues here, I mean, there's many issues at play, but I think one of them is the fact that, for example, I didn't open up an economics textbook until I was a sophomore in college. I think um, there's a lot of things kids are being taught today that uh, we, could, we, could, we could wait until later, maybe high school, whatever, but just give them the very basics about supply and demand and about, you know, uh, the very basics of, of, of money and that sort of thing and understand that, you know, uh, it, having having unlimited money in a world of, you know, limited resources doesn't compute. That, that, it simply doesn't work. It's, it's nonsensical. Now, I know um, we could go over the numbers and we could comb over and diagnose and predict, but how do you predict something that is on the, on the threshold of becoming law, something as arbitrary as ESG, and I'm, I, I don't even know how they're going to price it, let alone how that will affect anything. Does, is, does anybody, I mean, I can't imagine it's good, but will we be able to overcome it, or will that be the nail that finally pops everything? Well, I think what's happening right now, to be honest, is something of a silent revolution. I mean, I've been looking at events in the stock market, and we have some – the last earnings season was so bad that something like a third of the companies in the Russell 3000 are, are either unprofitable or, or, or barely profitable. And so my point in mentioning that is this. ESG is expensive, and I know they're going to continue to play lip service to it, uh, but I think a lot of institutional shareholders are going to start to say, hey, you know, uh, maybe we can continue to talk about this stuff. DEI, environmental, social governance, all this stuff. But uh, I don't know if I want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on it when we can't even, you know, sell our product or, or, or run our businesses profitably and productively. So I think, I think the backlash is going to come. It might be one of the saving graces of a severe recession, to be honest. Yeah. Well, Peter, you know, I, I, I think you and I are about the same age. Um, yep. I remember all of my life being told that the Federal Reserve could, in fact, control inflation and they point to the Reagan years and they point to a couple times. But I have always argued with the idea that the way to, con- to, to, to curb inflation is to destroy the ability of the citizen to purchase things, which in essence is a, is a nice way of saying, we're going to bankrupt at least half of you idiots so you can't shop. And then when things calm down, we'll give you credit again. I mean, isn't that what we're really doing? It's one giant fracking extortion tool rather than a science or rather than a way to fix it. No, no, you're you're right. And and, and, I mean, as I was was told a friend the other day, you know, 
for about 10 years, if you recall, the Fed was desperately trying to get inflation above 2%, and they couldn't do it. And now they're trying to bring down inflation, and it's getting sticky. It's getting disinflation is getting you know slower and slower in the 5 to 6% range. So you know, the next time you open up a journal or you see a math, uh, an economics textbook rather full of math and equations and all that stuff, it's, it's nonsense. I mean, this is, this, is, uh, this is a social science. It's not physics. And if the Fed can't do it, and believe me, they can't do it, nobody else can. You know, when you see the threat of antitrust laws, right now we're facing a, 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 a business climate like none that I've seen, and I've seen some stuff. But when you see that the idea of antitrust laws is being cheered by the economic illiterates, and they're preventing companies from not only naturally, organically acquiring each other, but from saving themselves, in most cases from saving themselves. And they're forcing this, and they're, they're guaranteeing taxing companies who want to buy back their public-offered shares. Do we have a private economy anymore? No, I mean, that's one of the consequences of the government becoming all things to all people is that it, it, it gets less and less shy about stepping into areas. I mean, I can remember in the last 30 years, let's say 25, 30 years ago, there was a suggestion that the U.S. Postal Service should control emails, and that got laughed out of the public square. That wasn't even seriously considered. And now we have the government dabbling into every single area, telling private companies that they, if they're going to buy back their stock, they're going to tax them at a certain level. I mean, uh, it's just, it's it, it's... It's hard to describe, but as I, you know, I think my fundamental thesis is that we need a fundamental re-examination of the role of the government in our daily lives. And I mean, when I say it should be cut back about 90 percent, I'm probably underestimating. Yeah. You know, my old partner, I used to I, I was the second in the pit to do arbitrage. I had a, 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 my, my childhood friend who was my partner. He was upstairs when they released the E-minis to the S&P pit. And I talk to him constantly, and he's, you know, a cartoon character. It's phenomenal. He's still trading like a <laughs> lunatic. And he is short out of his derriere right now. He's like, this whole thing is coming down. It's going to go sell, sell, sell. And I agree. I agree. But I've agreed with that analogy since Barack Obama destroyed and, the, the, and doubled the debt. I, I still can't get over it. Is this picking up a quarter in front of, a, of an express train? Should I start to think the fundamentals are going to kick in? And should I buy more SQQQ? So uh, back from my trading career, I used to say, I don't know top and bottom, but I know cheap and expensive. So, uh, you know, I mean, if there's if there were I mean, certainly uh, we're on top of toothpicks right now. You know, a lot of this is just uh, hot air. But, I mean, uh, it's the kind of thing where when the Fed is doing what it's doing, it would be great to be short, but you'd probably have to be crazy to be that short. I don't know. Yeah. It's been All right. So <laughs> you're not calling me up and you're not saying blue horseshoe loves Endicott Steel, but you're not saying turn on those computers and sell, Mortimer. You just give me the high sign, all right? I, I, I'll do so. You got it. <laughs> In the meantime, Peter Earl, thanks for doing what you do. I appreciate the articles very much. Your latest article, where can the people find it? It's, it's at uh, AIER.org, and uh, the latest one is about ESG being a product of zero interest rates. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you, Peter, for making yourself available. You're an invaluable asset to me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll be back on with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I have good news for you. Good news. Nothing to worry about. 
ESG and all the rest of it and the devastation of the economy. It's okay. It's okay. Who is that? What is that? I know that song. It's in my ear. What is it? Shock the monkey, Peter Gabriel. This was big when I was uh, driving around in my Buick Riviera sunroof. I'm going to Africa at the end of the month, and this is going to be one of my areas of focus is climate resilience and adaptation. Climate resilience. She's on it. She is on Take it easy. Take it easy, Willie Brown. Not on it. She's on it. Don't get nervous. What could go wrong? She's going to be on it. Refuse to remove those sanctions. If they will not assist the inclusive government in rehabilitating our economy, could they please, please stop their filthy, clandestine, divisive antics? It's like Robert Mugambi is talking about us. You see, it's funny. Their sanctions, what they do to other countries, that's exactly what the Federal Reserve is doing to you. They're sanctioning your ability to get loans. Your being sanctioned in the way the enemies of America are being sanctioned. And you're being told that it's good for you. It's good for you. Never believe anybody that would lie to you so blatantly as your own government that lies every time one of their apparatchiks opens its mouth. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thank you so much for taking my call because you know this here subject is kind of near and dear to my heart. And the reason being is, all along, I always suspected that that January 6th trap was a vicious, vicious trap and attack on conservatives, Christians, and patriots. So, hey, when I took and uh, seen what's going on and all that stuff, that, the, the thing that stands out to me is if you had an innocent, um, if, if you know, there was all these innocent people getting all pushed and, you know, led, led into there with, uh, by the uh, Pelosi's uh, police there and everything, like that they're up, you know, now, now, if a person, if it, wait one second. If a person acts in any way that creates or causes or results in the death of somebody, it's it's a it's a at the minimum, uh, which I call the involuntary manslaughter. They set up a thing there to trap people and hurt people. That poor Ashley Babbitt, she got caught in their trap. She was she she, she, she was gave assassinated. Her life. I, I you heard you heard my January sixth. So she was assassinated by a Democrat yeah. donor, a Democrat a beneficiary of Democrat corruption, a fat ass useless fraud who shot her in the neck and should be spending life in jail so here's what i'm going to predict to you i have no contact with tucker carlson or fox news i have nothing to do with anything i predict that we will learn from these tapes this is merely speculation on my part it's me the host of a radio show speculating i bet you we start to see that before there was a breach there were guys in there dressed in trump gear already there who were assets, let's call them little Ray Epses, of the federal government, who staged their own version of a foreign coup d'etat to legitimize an illegitimate government in called the Biden administration. Bet, 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 bet. I think so. I think I'm right. I can't help it. Because if they were identifying insurrections, we got a layup here. And the drama continues in Cab County. This after another day of violence outside the police training facility that led to the arrest of almost two dozen anti-cop city protesters. That's called an insurrection. And then there was the 1950. Observers noted the attack came as the Inter-American Conference opened in Venezuela. And it suggested the motive may have been to arouse anti-United States feeling in Latin America. You mean when the terrorist, Puerto Rican terrorist group shot five congressmen in the Capitol? But January 6th was the most violent day since the Civil War. Oh, the Democrats 
you almost have to feel sorry for them. They're so stupid. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now you're talking, kid. Oh, I love this. Who is this? Is it really the old stripper? Wow, Carney B. Nice. Every time I think of a stripper, I think of uh, Fetterman's wife. Are you? Am I the only one? Is it just me? And then, of course, you have to think of Fetterman. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? How you doing, Senator? I hear you're coming up with bills from insane asylums. Look at you. Mike in Chicago. Update on my bet, 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 bet. Did you, uh, did you get the answer to who freed the FLN terrorists? No, I'm, I'm doing a show, and Squirrel Hands has given me attitude. I think he joined the union. Do you have okay, the answer? I have the answer. I have the answer, yes. Uh, Clinton uh, let them all go except for one person because he was a, ma- a mob, a bomber, and... Uh, and Obama let him go when he came. Ooh, would that be called a push? That's a push. All right, Mike. Clinton. See, you got to go to the Chicago guy. Mike calls it a push. I'll still buy him a little cigar. Let's stick on Chicago. Let's go to a guy who hates to turn his head unless there's a sugar cookie on his shoulder. Cream puff, Jim. Hi, Sean. How are you, buddy? I hope you're staying in the shade down there. It's got to be, what, about 150 degrees? Oh, brother, are you playing like George Hamilton? I barely, I hate having a shirt on right now. I'll take it off right now and do the show topless. You want me to? But, but I mean, the place, it's, it's just, it's that fire to enjoy. Oh, 85 and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. My three hairs in the head blowing around in a convertible. It's phenomenal. What are you doing? In the meantime, you're dressed like a grizzly bear walking around the apartment waiting for your steak sandwiches to be dropped off. It's just wait for a moment. Yeah, just wait for a moment. That's it. Like I'm just saying that. Yeah. The Irish always say, the Irish go, it's violent and violent. If it gets to be 80 degrees in Ireland, they run for their lives. It's, no. like, it's like the end of the world. You, you know? know me? I'm like Jack LaLanne down here. I walk around in a studio. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Puff Jimmy. Take care right, of Take care, Bill. I'll tell you, he's my favorite Democrat I ever met. Sue in St. Charles. <laughs> Sue? Hello? Yeah, hey. So you were talking about what are you just thinking that there was some video or well, not a video. Yeah, possibly a video because I saw it of people inside um, the uh, state, the building calling people in there. And yes. I saw it. I'm talking about my prediction. What I believe that that Tucker Carlson will release tonight that I have to tell you, I can't wait to watch it. And uh, yeah, they had videos. Tell it. Or and there was a video with a megaphone saying, "This is what we're going to do. Listen up. This is how we're going to do it." They were inside and yelling to the people outside. It was all set up. Absolutely. Think about, think about who hated Trump. Think about the government's Absolutely. history with plus, with with presidents that wanted to scale back the military industrial complex and the CIA and the rest of it. Think what think of John F. Kennedy. What happened? Yep. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Oswald I, did it. Yep. Oswald did it. There's no question yep. about it, right? Poppycock. Yeah, when they start pointing fingers at the most obvious, you know there's something wrong. Yes, if they would have so. had video cameras back in 1960 with uh, John F. Kennedy, we'd know the truth then, too. Ralph and Rantoul. 
61. Never mind, 1960. You know, hey, Sean. Hey, you know, you cut that clip just a little bit short. I was really hoping for it to go until Peter Boyle gets spooked by the popping of the stage light, and then Wilder yells at him, Dance, monster, dance. Uh-huh. But my question is, Sean, yes. can Fetterman dance if he's in a straitjacket? Something tells me he could pull it off. And if he doesn't, don't worry. The media will tell you it was a better dance than Peter Boyle's. And he's perfectly capable. I mean, after all, we have a moron with dementia as the president. Did he get off the changing table today? Where was the president today? You would think after Tucker Carlson's, we'd hear from the dimwit, wouldn't you? But see, here's the real skinny one. He can't talk unless the people asking him the question gave him the question the night before. True, and that's also why Biden wears absorbent insoles. It's for what's running down his leg. Oh, can't stand, can't figure out why his socks are wet. Thank you, Ralph from Rantoul. But I know what's going on. I know, and so do you. And in the meantime, what's it going to look like when the Chinese overlords start really calling in the chips? Yes, we heard a very clear uh, position on U.S.-China relations from the new foreign minister, Qin Gang. He's basically warning everyone that the relationship is in a very difficult situation. Uh, let's just take a look. You know, he's put the- Boy, oh boy, would I like an investigation by the new Congress, because the FBI won't do it, into all of the Chinese business practices in all of the Democrat sewer hubs, from the city of Chicago and the connection between Daly and that bald Daly bill, I'd like to see the connection between Rahm Emanuel and the Daily Army, just name one, and the Chinese Communist Party, all the way to Delaware. I still, did you know, Squirrel, we played that Fisker clip of when Joe Biden gave Fisker $500 uh, uh, million of the people's money and then upped it to $1 billion that we gave Fisker, and they sold the Delaware plant, guess how much, to the Chinese businessman, the same one that's partners with the Daily in Chicago, Ji Zheng, who gives a rip. Guess how much they sold it to him for? The whole Fisker plant in Delaware cost them $487 million to build the plant of the people's money. Guess how much they sold it to the Chinese guy for? $18 million. That's called a steal or a payoff. That's why Joe Biden is an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Pressure on the U.S. to say that China is certainly going to respond. It's not going to act as it was. Oh, stop kidding around. We know you own this whore. Just stop kidding around. We know how many congressmen you own. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Yeah, you own the gassy Swalwell with your fang fang. God knows the horrors that poor thing had to endure. We also know about Diane Feinstein's chauffeur. How's she doing? She like Jimmy Carter sitting on a bed gup- like a guppy sucking for air? I hope so. Jim in Rogers Park. Sean, how are you? Good. How are you, brother? Tucker needs to hopefully dug up that tape with the uh, two bombs. You know, what Kamala Harris said she almost got blown up. Those park benches oh, and cameras I think all over I think them. you're misunderstanding what she meant. Never, ever. You get distracted when Kamala Harris says anything with the word blowing it. But she didn't mean <laughs> that. Thank you very much. Rob, Long Island, New York, my New Yorker. Oh, my God. Troy, you make me laugh. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. We might as well laugh. We can't cry. We're men, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, thank oh you. Oh, my Lord. I appreciate that. Well, you know what it is, Rob? You, 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 you live among these same scourge, these professional bald-faced liars, these gangsters that can't fight their way out of a wet paper bag. It's aggravating. <laughs> so the one thing I noticed that they don't like 
they don't like to be made fun of, yet they walk around like punchlines. I mean, pick one. Look at your Chuck Schumer. Did you ever see a more creepy, pedophile-looking human being in your life? I mean, if you had kids in a park and that, that idiot sitting there in a trench coat with just socks on, wouldn't you call the authorities? All right, Rob, thank you, babe. You stay solid in New York. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I think I love you. Oh, much better time, Squirrel. This is when Democrats were not communist Fourth Reich members. Turn this up a little bit, will you, Squirrel? What, did you join the union? I say turn it up, you turn it down. You know what? You're going to need an attitude adjustment. Nice. Good, good, good. Much better times compared to now. Of course, Joe Biden could remember his address back then. In fact, Joe, Bi- Joe Biden might have been married to his first wife, and Jill Biden might have not been sleeping with him, the dirty tramp that she is. Rick in Romeoville. Yeah. Um, hey, Sean, I just wanted to ask you a question from, from 30,000 feet here. Um, how is this going to affect the Republican Party? How, how, how is the Republican Party going to come together for 2024? I've never come together with the Republican Party, and I've always hated that phrasing. And here's something I'm going to pose to you. It's never going to affect them. They have a a duopoly on our political system. They're just Mm -hmm. as corrupt. They're simply better dressed. They have a more polished sales pitch. I want to tear the whole damn thing asunder, brother. Push that off to the side. I'm talking about what you were doing today by, by assisting Tucker Carlson with this New narrative on January 6th. I'm looking at this from 30,000 feet. Yeah, you realize there's good. a lot of Republicans. So high. A lot of Republicans that are smarter than this and are going, oh my God, I thought we got rid of this. No, because, How is this going to because the, the, the Republicans cheated me too. The Republicans, like the never Trumpers, who still think they're smart. You cheated me too. Now, you want, now you're my friend. You're not my friend. You're not my friend if you were, if you were a cohort to this corruption. So what I want to do is everybody that was in on it, everybody, I want them in handcuffs. See, I don't really give a rip about the Republican Party. I think the Republican Party sucks. I think the courts are corrupt. I, I want K I Street shut down, view. and I am not going to play nice. I'm not a Republican. I know. I, 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 okay, aside from that, you're thinking of everything you're saying is anti-democratic. I get that. But now you have to think about the people who are calling your show who want the Republican Party to be back in power, how is this going to help? By I, don't want, I, don't want, I don't want the Republican Party in power. I want good people in power. I know, I but you have people... I don't want any Republican that sat there with his mouth shut to ever be in office again. None of them. So, okay, so let me ask you this. What's the point of, of airing this on a positive note and allowing people to call in and support it? How is that? How is support, that helping? Support what, as opposed to what? Censoring and stifling and intimidating and no, 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 I want no, these no, people no. to know that no, for no, two no, and a no, half no, years no, no. they no, were that's right. Not the that's not the alternative. They were a hundred percent right. This was a coup d'état by never Trumpers in conjunction with Democrats because they're both paid from the same nipple. And for all I know, I hope you're not one of those nipple guys. 
Because I know a lot of guys. Oh, I know a lot of guys. One I love that became a lobbyist scum. And now he is a lobbyist scum. So I don't care what they think. I want that all to go away. 30,000 feet. Nobody's at 30,000 feet, Jack. That's an expression of nonsense, of Fabianism. The Republican Party can suck it. Gatsangul to the Republican Party. I don't give a rip what the Republican Party thinks. I want it broken. There should never be a Republican Party because they're the cohorts of corruption. They're the sidecar of what has destroyed the quality of life and the republic. They're not a part of a republic. They're scumbags who want their payoffs and kickbacks and pretend to be men. The only difference between them and the Democrats is I think more of them are backed in forest preserve parking spaces. 312-642-5600. What do you think of that, Squirrel? Here, where are the Republicans sticking up for anything? See, the one thing about people that surround me now, they're not Republicans. They just begrudgingly vote once in a while for Republicans. And that should scare the scum Republicans. Like little Dick Irvin in Illinois and all the rest of you rat bastards. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Law was intended to be the shield of the American, not the weapon of the American government. Law is always the weapon of the totalitarian despot throughout the world. But in this country, it is to be our shield. Law has been bastardized, in my opinion, of a government that is bound by nothing. What are the restraints on government? They have covenants with the American citizen, and they break them on a regular basis. I think 90% of the American government's policies are unconstitutional. There are a few good lawyers that want to have that fight. They're often silenced, they're often intimidated, they're often extorted. My next guest continues to put up that fight. He is a member of the Federalist Society and the American Bar Association. He also serves as the Assistant General Counsel to the Barbara K. Olson Legal Counsel at Landmark Legal Foundation. He wants to take on a fight that we should all agree on. What is the covenant of the property owner in America? It used to be that you were not to be taxed on anything other than the value. It's called an ad valorem tax system, yet in these Democrat sewer states. That's not how you're taxed. You know that in Illinois. You're taxed on the liability of the mafia and the illegal agreements they cut with unions. His name is Michael O'Neill. Michael, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you tonight? I'm aggravated, Michael, because I don't like the idea that socialism and Marxism and communism all hides in our government and is used as a weapon against my freedom and liberty. But yet here we are. Right. Right. Well, and we're talking about wealth taxes tonight, a new ta- a new form of taxation. See, so what, what do we hear today? We heard from the chairman of the Fed who was talking about raising interest rates yet again. And so that creates a problem because of this massive debt that the United States has taken on, right? Over the years, we've spent more money that we've taken in, and all of that money has that we've taken in in taxes, in Obamacare, in Green New Deal, all of these uh, quantitative easings, all of these... COVID uh, cash payments out to people, 
government has spent more money than it is taken in, and that has accumulated into a $31 trillion worth of national debt. And to get your head, it's, it's really difficult to get our heads wrapped around the amounts that we're talking about. They're staggering, aren't they? $31 trillion. Michael, and- I, I do this analogy where we talk about what a trillion seconds equals. It equals 31,000 years. A trillion seconds. We now have Americans talk about trillions and billions, most of whom have never never accumulated tens of thousands. So when you're in this this soiree of, of fraud, this soiree of incompetence, what's the answer? Because is this even legal? Right. Well, this, this is what we're working on, and we're fighting right now. So to service this new debt, to service all this debt, and to pay for all these left-wing projects, the Democrats have to find new sources of revenue. The left has to find new sources of revenue to pay for this. Because, again, interest payments on this debt are just going to increase even more. Let me put it in perspective for you. And you, you use the second analogy, which is a good one. Let me give it a little bit of perspective here. Service on the debt in the next year, just the service on the interest payment and the minimum payments to make on that debt is going to eclipse the entire Defense Department budget for an annual on an annual basis. So we're going to have to spend more money on servicing our debt. Just making the minimum payment and the interest payment, we're going to have to pay more money on that than we pay to fund our defense department. It's going to to the tune of $800 billion. So get a hold of that. So how is the left going to pay for all of their pie in the sky, or how do they want to pay for it? Well, they're going to throw even a new, another tax at us, a new tax. And this is going to be a wealth tax. This is going to be the federal government taxing your wealth, taxing your assets, taxing the equity in your home. So, for example, Elizabeth Warren is kind of leading the charge on this. She's made a proposal in Congress, and it's called the billionaire tax, which is a misnomer. But what she has proposed is anybody who has assets or net worth over $50 million are going to be subject to a 2% tax on those assets. Well, there's a problem, and this is a problem that constitutional lawyers like myself want to say, well, those wealth taxes are unconstitutional. There is no taxation power under the federal, under the Constitution. Well, there's a lot. Of, you intimated earlier. There's a lot of problems with taxation, but specifically, that's talking about this wealth tax, this new kind of tax. There is no specific provision in the Constitution, and there's no jurisprudence really up until recently that supports a wealth tax. And so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a fight on our hands. It looks like going into into this spring and maybe into the next term of the Supreme Court on this specific issue. But this is the basis of all. There's a reason that the, that progressive tax is the number two plank of the Communist Manifesto. This passed, and it's rarely, rarely challenged. I believe the simple ideology of a progressive tax is unconstitutional. You, in essence, are penalizing those few Americans that insist on achievement because of their personality. But you always carve out a way for the selected producer, the the selected. Uh, money earner to keep his money and that is only that only happens in conjunction with another underbelly of of corruption the lobbying for tax relief and tax benefits so you have this system a keynesian soiree of manipulation but yet the very entity that's in control of it benefits from penalizing the people how is that legal we have 537 people that destroy the quality of life for 340 million how is this even legal in this unmoored philosophy of government extortion. 
Well, no arguments. And again, what you're seeing is you're seeing spending. Exactly. And what's, what's interesting, what you're talking about is, is important, because keep in mind, the government is taking in incredible amounts of money as well. So not only are they spending more than they're taking in, the government is taking in over $2 trillion, record amount of, of revenue collected by the federal government. When I'm talking about the government, I'm talking about, of course, the federal government. You're talking $2 into a trillion a quarter. Their revenue is $6 trillion at the end of the year. And it doesn't matter we're talking, the revenue. We're talking trillions and trillions, but it's never enough, right? It's never enough. And so they're going to, what, what they want to do, let me talk about this decision that came out of the Ninth Circuit, which is important because, again, this is always, what is the progressive doing? The progressive is always agitating for more power, for more, for more taxes, for more money. So they're going to take in, they want to add, a decision came out of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals that said that a provision in the, 2000, the 2017 Tax Reform Act, quote-unquote tax reform act which said you could tax unrealized unrealized stock options that you own so a couple what happened is this is a couple owned stock in a foreign corporation they didn't receive a dividend they didn't sell those shares of their stock but they got a bill from the federal government from the u.s treasury for fifteen thousand dollars saying because they own shares in a foreign corporation they had to pay fifteen thousand dollars a new tax here now this is important because this is unprecedented because there is no realization event there is nothing you know traditionally we've had these income when you actually earn money that is money that's subject to taxation well this is this is new this paves the way for wealth taxes again a tax Simply on your assets, on the equity in your home, on your IRA, on your total assets. So this is an even, you're talking about, rightfully so, Sean, you're talking about all of these problems with the tax system as it exists now. Let's look, look again, we're even agitating for more egregious affronts to our Constitution. And that is a, an, an assessment of a wealth tax. Now, look, Congress is going to move on this. Right now, we see, we're, we're going to see they've created an emergency. They're not going to be able to pay the debt. They're not going to be able to pay the interest. They're going to say to the American people, look, we're not going to have a tax on your, on your house. We're not going to tax your IRA. We're not going to tax your assets. We're only going to tax people who are worth $50 million. And that's, that's what we're going to do. And who's going to oppose that? If we, don't, if we don't do this, you're not going to get your Social Security checks. You're not going to get your Medicare payment. You're not going to get your free college tuition. So they're going to try to gin up political support on this. And then the next thing they know is once they have the law passed, what are they going to do? They're going to agitate for more and more. Slowly you're going to see that $50 million come down. $50 million, $10 million, $5 million, $2 million. And again, what you're talking about, this is unprecedented. In addition to all the other problems you've talked about with taxation, and we're talking about with taxation, this is a new power that the government is trying to assert on us. Michael, it's, it reminds me of how the income tax was originally started. It only affected 1% of, this, of society at that time. Exactly. And this is the trick that the gangster government uses. But ultimately, is law there to protect me? How does this happen in the first place, number one? And number two, isn't this simply a result of the failed philosophy of taxing, tax, of taxing government spending? And pretending it's revenue. See, there's an ultimate trick in their calculations. And that is they're spending more than they're taking in. And then they're counting what they take in as revenue. But it's impossible to separate the, the tax, the government spending from tax revenues. It's a, it's a Keynesian soiree. It's a fraud on the American people. And that pool of, of private economy is smaller and smaller and smaller until it's a puddle, which is what it is today. And this is a Ponzi scheme lie. And if we can't have this discussion open and honestly, we're in essence arguing with liars, which means we're going to get nowhere. 
Well, I'll tell you what, Sean. We're going to fight the battles we try to fight here. And the battle, the battle, as I said, going into it, there was a case, again, out of the Ninth Circuit that was where you had a bad decision out of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Right now, uh, organizations, the uh, attorneys representing those, those, that couple I discussed earlier who were subject to that taxation, that $15,000 tax bill, has appealed the case, the decision to the United States Supreme Court. The court now is deciding whether they're going to take it. Um, other, other groups are going to jump in and try in, in support of this case, in support of the, the court hearing this. With luck, knock on wood, that the court will accept it. Again, remember, the, the Supreme Court has discretionary authority whether to hear these cases or not. The court will hear this, will, will place this court this case on its docket and hear arguments next term about it. Put some, finally begin to push back on, put some guardrails on this un, unprecedented power grab that the federal government has taken with regards to taxation. It's funny, when you really look back on it, when you think about the, the Obamacare decision, that was really the one, oh, that was God. another one that was justifying under the tax the tax clause. We actually have to begin to push back on this. We actually have to say that the government, that Congress, that the federal government doesn't have unlimited power to tax us, that there are limitations no. on this. And, and this ultimately, an to do this. I want to sue my government. I have the utmost respect for Landmark Legal, and I'm very familiar with Mark Levin and the fine. I, I mean, I really do. I have the utmost respect. And I believe that, that the law will rescue us if applied correctly and by, by the right people with the right perspective. So I, I want to pose this to you. Social Security is a Ponzi scheme socialist fraud that doesn't exist. The government lied to the people of what it was. It is another venue of taxation. I believe it to be illegal because it's forced participation, it's forced cooperation, it's extortion. Can I, and I know they manipulate standing, can somebody sue the government on the forced participation and voluntarily say, I don't want to participate, give me my money back, you owe me nothing. Why can't American citizens do this on what is obviously a scheme of taxation that the government wants to cheat you out of Eventually, and that's why they don't pay the right amount to the right people. Right. You, and unfortunately, you 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 hit you hit you, you hit the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about taxpayer standing. And the current jurisprudence is what is that taxpayer standing is not enough of an of an injury in fact. Again, you have to have these considerations regarding injuries for the courts to accept that there is a generalized grievance under a taxpayer standing. And I I, I mean I'm just speaking frankly. I don't necessarily yeah. agree with it, but that is unfortunately the case that we're dealing with and the world we're dealing with now that there is not a generalized standing under the taxpayer, under, under assertion of a taxpayer. All right, I got standard. you for free, and I know what your retainer is, so I'm going to take advantage of this. Number two, <laughs> Sean Thompson versus United States of America. Income tax, federal income tax withholding. It was a trick implemented right. after World War II. It, they, they constantly sign it and keep it in perpetuity, yet it should not exist. Can we, as earners, sue the federal government to make sure that our federal withholding taxes are not an obligation of my employer or employers, and that we have the right to our money. Can we start there? Well, I could say again, same same answer under the standing principle. And then the, another issue is that you, there are cases out there where people have made those arguments, and the courts have uh, have have, a, have, uh, have struck them down. Again, right. the generalized. Again, what, what's important here is to get to this: is that there is an opportunity here to actually, and again, for, to to force the United States Supreme Court to put some limitations on this this broad tax power. And again, that's just how it's been interpreted by the courts and 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 that's how that's what it's, that's the state of the law right now. Right, but so this on, is an uh, opportunity to say, hey, income taxes 
there has to be a realization event. You don't have an unlimited power. You can actually begin to put some guardrails on this taxing power of the federal government. I'm going to go after you again. I got my retainer in, so here we go. The ad valorem system is the covenant between government and citizen. It says that I cannot be taxed on my real estate, specifically real estate, Mm -hmm. outside of the value of that asset. Yet, in the Democrat sewers, Illinois in particular, they tax you on the liability of their corrupt agreements with municipal pensions, and they don't give a rip about your property taxes. And those people pay upwards of 3 and 4% of states, most of whom have no income tax, and the value on their assets, even though those assets are three times the value in Illinois. Can the Illinoisan sue and use the examples of the Florida property? That's a great question. I, I wish I could. I wish I could give you a good answer on that. I might have. Did to, I, I stump the landmark legal guy? Did I stump I will, you? I will say this. I will say this. That the power of states to might be getting a little bit outside of my bailiwick because state tax power is different from federal government power, and I might not feel comfortable giving you. All right, you, fair I enough, might, Michael. I don't want to get you in a jam. You're a member of the board. Let me ask you this. <laughs> of the bar, I mean. Let me ask you this. The government. The very government who took away the asset. The, the government lured and sent hedge funds in Wall Street to tell investors, invest in Russian energy companies. It's as safe as could be for 30 years since the fall of the wall in 91, right? Or 20 years, 20 plus. Invest, invest, invest. Hundreds of billions of dollars were invested in Russian oil companies. At the flip of a switch, Joe Biden took all that money. It's all gone. What is the American citizen who invested in these oil companies to do? What's your recourse? Okay, the answer for that one, again, yeah, I'm, I'm off the top of my head. Problem with that, sovereign immunity. Uh, there's no, there's so, no cause of action. Or Michael, this is why I don't play cards with gypsies at carnivals. They keep making rules up where I can't get my money, even when I catch them cheating. I'm not saying. Look, look. I'm not arguing with your logic or your principles underlining. I am. I am. I'm simply giving you the legal hurdles that you will have to overcome if you are to succeed in making these cases before a federal court. And I think the big court there would be there's no, there's no statutory cause of action, there's, and the federal government can fall back on the principle of sovereignty. Again, I'm just, I'm, don't shoot the messenger. This is no, Michael, I don't know how old you are, but you sound like a wonderful person. Did you ever see the movie Guys and Dolls? Of course, yeah. Yeah, do you remember when they were rolling dice with Big Jilly and there were no spots on the dice and Big Jilly said, I remember where they are? That's what it's like <laughs> talking policy with the government. This is a gangster government, brother, and I understand they manipulate it. But if I don't have standing, then I'm just a slave. Isn't the real message here that the American citizen is a slave and we are at the whim at these 537 political whores, some of whom pretend to be on my side? I think the message is, from my perspective, the message is that we fight the battles we can fight. And today we have an opportunity to fight a good battle that we can begin to limit the congressional power, the federal power to to issue taxes. We could say, hey, we could take a stand and say, hey, you cannot issue taxes on your wealth. You cannot. It is not constitutional. It is not permissible. Elizabeth Warren cannot say that she's going to tax your wealth. And if we can have the Supreme Court say that that is not permissible, I will take that as a victory. Can you get me one of those World Bank non-recourse loans where I never have to pay it back? Do I have to have a Russian <laughs> name or a Ukrainian name? How do I get one of those? I don't loans? know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you have to have another. If you have to be a sovereign dictator of some third world country in order to, to obtain one of those, I don't know. Landmark Legal Foundation, I believe, is an institution that exists on the donations by people. Is that not true? 
Yes, we are a tax-exempt organization. We are a charity, and we are fully funded through private donations. Not a so if I want to eventually win these fights, I have to go to Landmark Legal Foundation. Is it dot .com? What is it? Landmark Legal Foundation.org and support Michael O'Neill and the good people there who are trying to use law as the shield of the honest man versus the Leviathan of corruption called our government. Michael O'Neill, keep up the fight. Don't be deterred and don't roll dice with Big Jilly. <laughs> Sean, it's a pleasure. You have a great evening. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's the perfect system of corruption. If you question it, if you try to use law as the shield, you don't have standing. What do you mean I don't have... So if I don't have standing, what am I? If I'm just a vessel of taxation and I'm abused for succeeding, what am I? I'm a slave. That's what the government doesn't want to say. They don't want to admit it. You don't like Social Security? Too bad. You want to sue because you think that money you earn is yours? Too bad. You don't have standing. That ain't good enough for me. And where's the Republicans? The Republican Party. My party. Team Republican. Where the frack are you idiots? You're in on the scam. I see you. I see you. Matt in Woodstock. Yes, sir. Another great American motivating show you're doing. Oh, and, you. Uh, you know, Not according uh, to the Republicans, but I don't like them either. No, no, you know, those guys, you know, yeah. but um, once again, well studied in your uh, your guess. And uh, I just wanted to say real quickly, and I'll hang up on you because generally you hang up on me. All right. Um, <laughs> he ate that young lawyer's lunch, oh, and then I he watched you eat it, and then you hit him in the head with his lunchbox. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yes. That was fantastic. I'm done. Melrose Park, thank you very much. No, I love the guy, no, and I love the fight that Landmark Legal is doing. It's just I want someone to fight for our standing. Because really, if, so, if, I'm just a, if I'm just a victim of abuse, then I'm a slave, right? And now, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that they can't tax debt. And do you think some knucklehead, ex-trader, real estate broker, if he knows they can't tax debt, don't you think the people who are worth $50 million know that? And they'll just take $50 million out in debt? And nobody wants to ask the question, what about the billions and hundreds of billions of loans we've given to Russian oligarchs and Ukrainian oligarchs through the World Bank? Right. you think Klaus Schwab has any equity? Or does he just have billions and billions of debt? I know the answer. Thank you very much, Matt Woodstock. You know who else knows the answer? All the scum that they use as useful idiots when they pretend they're going to tax the rich. Bill Gates did not invent anything. The basic program was made by some mathematics professors in a college. The office operating system was by a software engineer, and he bought it for $50,000. He's built the empire by creating patents on software. And the first WTO meeting in Singapore gave him tax concessions, which is why all the IT industry moved to India. The fact that Silicon Valley became India's Silicon Valley is because they could save $40 billion annually by paying lower um, wages for the same work. It was an outsourcing of software, all for Bill Gates. And when you outsource your employment force, you know what else you don't pay? You don't pay employment taxes. You don't pay into their Social Security. You don't pay into their health care. You don't pay into anything. 
It's the smart move. The government set those rules because they wanted a scheme of control and manipulation. They could reverse all of it, and we could flourish. The American people. But that is the fear of the American government. They don't want you to flourish. They want you to sit there and take it. Because when you're in that position, then they make money. And that's why Donald Trump gave Chuck Schumer way over $2.5 million when he was the senator, and Donald Trump was a New York citizen. He had to partake in the political prostitution. He had to either be the pimp or the whore. From thousands of hours of security footage... Mr. Carlson told the bold-faced lie that the Capitol attack... By the way, it's what you are without those dead man hairs sewn into your head. It's called bald face. Bald face lie. Like when you talk or when Joe Biden talks or any of these other dimwits that sewed that doll hair to their skull like you did, Chuck. You're not fooling anybody, gargoyle. Which we all saw with our own eyes was somehow not an attack at all. No, 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 no. The attack happened in the dark of night through the Politburo that you represent, the bureaucracy, the one that would allow such financial schemes to destroy the peace and tranquility of our nation. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. I don't know what the names are. The names are all of the ones that took our lives and our freedoms away. Those are the names. The names of the swindlers and the whores and the pimps that make up our government. Tom in Blue Island. Sean Dittos, you're my buddy. Thank you, bro. Listen, they need to be on. I'm willing to be a Republican, but that's as long as they're on our side. It's their job to be on our side, not our job to be on their side. Not one penny to the GOP. Not one. I have voted for politicians who identify as Republicans, transgendering Americans who identify as as Republicans, but only the individuals, never the party. And I never will. And I'll never advocate for anybody to vote a straight ticket on anything. You vote for people, not parties. And if you don't, then you're a slave to that party. That's what the Illinois Republicans hoped you were. And that's why the upper echelon all had family members who were lobbyists. Right, Durkin, you meathead and your moron brothers. How about you, Brady, with that unpleasant looking spouse of yours? Owning video gaming parlors. I see you. Not to mention little Dick Irving, the one who likes to slap around his girlfriends that, and bring the cops there when he was the mayor of Aurora. He still is the mayor, isn't he? That must be why Aurora is such a hellhole. John in Hawthorne Woods. Hey, I just had a quick comment, and I can listen to your response. But you know, you know, them's are running around borrowing money to give away to Ukraine and all these other places and, and want to get money to give to repara- for, for reparations. When Obama took all that money out of Social Security to pay for Obamacare, why don't they buy all the money to put it back? Because there is no, there's no, there's nowhere they took it from. It goes into the general fund. It's a math accounting trick. And what they don't want you to know is that the entire thing was set up as something it wasn't. It was set up as insurance. Then it wasn't insurance. Then it was a retirement. Then it was a pension. It's a taxation that they hope they never have to pay. It's a manipulation tactic. It's kind of like the, 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 uh, the, the giving money to kids who borrowed money to go to college. They don't care about the kids. Yeah. The government is owed that money, and they know they've created an economy that they can't collect it in. So they pretend to be magnanimous. Oh, we're going to pay your debt. No, they're not. It's an accounting error. It's an accounting trick. They don't give a rip about the kids. It's all a Ponzi scheme.
The whole fracking government is a scheme. And when you question yeah, it, guess what, John? Back to the Democrat Party. You don't have standing. Sorry, John. We don't have standing. We're just the serfs. But the, the good news is, John, more and more people are starting to wake up. And it's good. And now you can see, thank you for the call, that they are willing to lie. And their biggest enemy is information, which is why they don't want you to see any. They don't want you to see anything. And they don't want you to think, maybe Obamacare is just a scheme to destroy the quality of health care, to destroy competition, to intimidate doctors. Because once they're intimidated and they don't get their money, if they don't toe the government line, then the doctors are slaves too, just like all the other people. John and Palatine. Hey, Sean. Hey, do you think uh, now that uh, Tucker uh, showed the uh, video of the peaceful uh, J6 protesters that were walking around with the Capitol Police, do you think some uh, of the uh, Republican uh, politicians are, are going to finally speak up and, uh, and express any kind of outrage uh, by their uh, uh, being John, held? Uh, of course not. Of course not. Do you think the Republican Party, the kind that let the, the pedophile, Denny Hassard from Illinois, the pedophile become speaker, do you think they're going to stand up for freedom? Do you think the Republicans in Illinois want you to know that Denny Hassard has at least two sons who are lobbyists, aside from the one who is a politician? No, this is a mafia, brother. This is a scam. You think they're fighting for righteousness? Only a few are. And those ones are the ones that don't get the support of the National Democrat Mafia. I mean, a Republican mafia. Who's the speaker for the Republicans in the Senate? Who? Who Who has been the most corrupt politician married to a Chinese communist daughter? Who? It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance. See, the mistake, you chinless old lady-faced moron, the mistake was the Republican Party pretending you're anything other than what you are, a gangster, and in a rather effeminate one, aren't you, old lady? What our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol. I almost feel sorry for that Chinese communist billionaire you're married to. I do. God knows what it looks like with you and a towel coming at her when you're all horned up on Viagra. 312-642-5600. Are you a member of the Turtle Club? Well, not exactly. Not exactly, but am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Is he okay? He's fine. He's fine, turtle. Uh, turtle. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I got a lot of calls on the line, but Mayor Pete Buttigieg's pal, another moron, low-life Democrat, who is in a position of power because of his sexual proclivities, he got caught with something very upsetting. Now to a Fox 5 News alert, the now former mayor of College Park is expected in court this morning. He's charged with dozens of counts of child pornography. Maureen Newby this morning live in College Park huh. with the latest for us. Well, you mean that maybe sexual proclivities is not a resume asset? Huh. What would the Democrats do if that were true? Boy, oh boy. Who would be left? See, the nice thing about Joe Biden being proven beyond the shadow of a doubt to be an illegitimate president is every one of these bureaucrats, every part of the Politburo, all this scoundrels and scallywags he brought into office should be removed immediately. 
all of them deemed illegitimate, just like Joe Biden, who apparently today couldn't get off his changing table. A little diapy, his binky in his mouth. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, obstruction of justice is the law of the land. I don't care who you are. But when you're an officer of the court, such as a, a lawyer or even a congressman or a senator, especially FBI agents, if you find evidence and you don't present it, even if it goes against your case, you're obstructing justice. Every one of those congressmen that watched these videos and selected which ones they were going to go forward with to make their case should all be in the federal pen right now. What about the punk Adam Kinzinger instead of what, what was his, what was his uh, oh, salary gosh. he gets from CNN? You remember when oh, I offered 25000 to fight him and my wife got mad at me? I'm going to make it 50000 <laughs> Winner take all. Thank you very much, that punk. Lawrence in Logan Square. Hey, how are you, Sean? Good. If the Republican leadership had spine, they would be standing up with Lawrence Legas from Chicago, the peaceful activist, and asking all the 100 people that are on the FBI list, if you're nonviolent, come on, come here. Let's all get together so we could end this January 6th uh, craziness. Lawrence. It was never an insurrection. It was no. never an insurrection, no, Sean. No. If these people would come forward and how about the kid, how about the January sixth, who they called the shaman? This poor kid was thrown out of the, or it was released because there, he was there was obviously something wrong with him. He sits in jail for four years. Four years. Poor guy doesn't uh, know why he's, he's in jail. He's like sleeping he's mentally, without the he's violence. He's mentally challenged. He's yeah. mentally challenged, and nobody's standing up for him. Yeah. I, I I would be the first one as an advocate standing up for him. He I should agree. be released tomorrow, Sean. I agree with you, I agree with you, Lawrence. Thank you. You got to go to good states. Chris in Barrington. Poor guy pays a lot of taxes, Chris. <laughs> Sean, I'm thinking maybe you should fight Dana Kinzinger in your Speedo and put it on pay-per-view. Oh, I'm in. Maybe what I'm, I'm saying is... <laughs> of course, he'd be attracted to me with his Speedo. I'd have all kinds of problems. would be like fighting Kamala Harris. Go ahead. Look, with this with this house of cards falling down, the January 6th tapes actually coming out, people seeing them, people realizing what the vaccines are doing, people are getting pissed off. Something is going to happen. Yeah, they're we're gonna all going to move to something, Florida. Something and we're is going to happen. Chris, get your ass down this, here. Something, something is going to happen yeah. to take our property values off of here. this stuff. There's bidding on war on houses. Come down here, guy. Bless it. This is where free men live. Free states. You have federalism. Take advantage of it. In the meantime, five minutes to Tucker Tapes Part Due. Can't wait for tomorrow. I'll be back in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.